Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Again, the wailing and grinding of teeth. So, this gospel, we're all so familiar with this story, this parable that Jesus gives about the talents to the one he gives five, to the another gives two, to the other one, yeah, to the one he gives two, to the other one he gives one, and he goes off on this journey, and while he's gone, he's expecting them to do something with this, right? And we know how this goes. We just heard it, the one trades, invests, and then there's a multiplying. The other trades, invests, and there's a multiplying, and to the third, there's a fear, right? There's a fear that settles upon him. He buries it. He buries it. And then he's punished by the master, right? Okay, now most homilies that I think I've either, that I've either preached or that I've heard preached on this parable, we focus in on that one guy who, who kind of blew it. Um, like, where did he go wrong, right? And don't do that kind of a thing. That's kind of like, like learning how to, you know, hit the driver by looking at all the wrong ways to hit the driver. You know, like, let's, let's actually look at the right way to do things versus the wrong ways to do things. So I want to focus on these other two guys. In particular, the words that come on uh, the lips of Jesus that, he's, that he gives to this master, which, of course, are the words of the Father, right? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy. Boy, that's what we all want to hear at the end of our lives, isn't it? When the Father calls us to himself, well done, good and faithful servant, come share your master's joy. I want to zero in on this small part, too, where Jesus says, since you were faithful in small matters, small matters. Hold on to that for just a second. Let's turn back to that first reading we have from Paul to the Thessalonians. We hear this. Paul says to them, nevertheless... We urge you, brothers and sisters, to progress even more and to aspire to live a tranquil life, to mind your own affairs and to work with your own hands as we instructed you. I find this extraordinary, right? Because St. Paul, he's exhorting a community that he himself has formed and discipled. He's writing to people that have encountered Jesus, people who have undergone significant conversion of mind and heart, this worldview shift. He's talking to people who've surrendered their lives to Jesus in a time when it's incredibly dangerous and risky to do so, right? These are Christians, like these are serious Christians. And notice what St. Paul is exhorting them to do, to lead tranquil lives, to mind their own affairs, to work quietly with their hands. In other words, he's inviting them to be faithful to small matters, if I can put it that way. He's inviting them to be faithful to small matters, It's like, love your spouse well. (laughs) Love your kids well. Not just in big gestures, but in the small things, in the hidden things, the things that nobody really sees, right? The day in and day out sort of things. Love your grandchildren well. Love your neighbors well. The people who are there in your 10-foot sphere of influence, those people, love them well. Small matters, right? What I'm getting at here, I guess, this morning is that It's so important to be reminded again and again that the path to holiness, like the journey of holiness, it passes through the ordinary. It passes through the ordinary things of your life. You don't need 
extrinsic more things to, to start working on becoming a saint. Everything you need to grow in sanctity today is right at your fingertips. If it weren't, we'd have a cruel God, right? Everything you need to grow in holiness today is in the midst of the nitty-gritty circumstances, the minutia of your daily life. It's all right there. It's all right there. And I'm not saying now you have to start fitting in rosaries into all the part of your daily life. No, that's not what I'm saying. Praying the rosary is great. What I'm talking about is doing those parts of your life, engaging those parts of your life with intentionality and with love. Ordinary, ordinary holiness. I love this line from G.K. Chesterton when he's talking about family life. He says, the most extraordinary thing in the world is an ordinary man and an ordinary woman and their ordinary children. Right? Ordinary holiness, the small things, the tranquil life, as St. Paul says, be at peace with those around you, work with your hands. I think we so often think in terms of big gestures and big service and big sacrifice. And sure, there are moments and opportunities and invitations from the Lord to do big things, but by and large, holiness is a commitment to the tiny little things. Like, we have the, the sanctuary set up this morning. we got a wedding here this afternoon. I know it looks like we're getting ready for a papal liturgy, right? All these chairs. we got uh, a wedding this afternoon. And the couple, they're going to say their vows in front of the altar, right? This big yes, right? Weddings are big. There's big plans, big arrangements, big flower arrangements, big catering, big, you know, all of it. All of it's big. Big wedding parties. But marriage is small. It's a million, billion small little things. Small glances, small thank yous, small gestures of kindness, a small word of encouragement, a small hidden sacrifice that your spouse doesn't even know about, anticipating the refill of the cup of coffee. Like, small. It's in the small. There's, a, uh, there's an awesome movie that came out a few years ago a Terrence Malick film called A Hidden Life. I've shared this before, but it just, it's so good. So The Hidden Life, it, it, it tells the story of blessed Franz Jägerstadter, who was a conscientious objector uh, from Austria who would not go to serve in Hitler's army and his war machine. And at the end of the film, as the credits roll, there's this beautiful quote that comes on the screen from George Eliot's um, Middlemarch, and, and the the words that fill the screen are this. It's so beautiful. For the growing good of the world is partly dependent on unhistoric acts. And that things are not so ill with you and me as they might have been is half owing to the number who lived faithfully a hidden life and rest in unvisited tombs. Small things, friends, small things. The Lord has set before us. He's given you today already in your daily life the gymnasium of love and holiness that you need. You don't need another gym membership in another country to grow in holiness. It's all right there in the context of your vocation, the context of your daily circumstance. A thousand, thousand little things we're going to be asked to be faithful to so that we might hear at the end of it all, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your master's joy. Amen.